Oh, this will be a short one tonight because I just don't have that energy. It is literally 2.30 almost in the morning. Um, so it's technically Saturday, November 19th. I just finished watching the Knicks-Warriors game as uh, <laughs> the Knicks were... They got smacked. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to run through a brief, abbreviated version of our progress reports um, here so far. We are about one month through. The season began on um, October 19th against Memphis. Wow, already a month. And it is currently November 19th as I record. Early, early in the morning. I'm going to try to get to bed. These 10 p.m. West Coast trips, West Coast games. Um, when they win, I have no problem doing it. But the Knicks did not win this one. Uh, the world's not ending. I'm not going to flip out. I expected this 100%. But let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Episode 437 of BD4. Let's talk. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, what's happening, everybody? What's going on? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 437 of BD4. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA too. Knicks every uh, Yanks every series. Knicks every game. MMA on occasion. And we're talking Knicks in this episode. Uh, the Knicks, the New York Knicks, fall to the Warriors. Um, we'll talk about that in our one month progress report. We'll get to those. Um, we'll grade the team, and then we'll grade each individual player this year for the Knicks. Um, each regular, with the exclusion of Mitchell Robinson, because he really hasn't played much because um, of the injury, which who knows when he's back. I'm tired, as I said at the very start, um, so I just want to run right through this. Um, yeah, my Friday nights huh, consist of, of watching the Knicks. There's been a lot of Friday night Knicks. On MSG. <laughs> Actually, I watched this game on ESPN tonight. Uh, with with Richard Jefferson, J.J. Redick, and uh, Mike Breen. Who, <laughs> I don't think he wanted to be with those two. Nick haters. Especially uh, Jefferson. Some of the comments tonight were just pathetic. It's just like, what do you have against the Knicks? Who have nothing to do with... I mean, he's a former Net, so I guess the Nets are always going to be... 
you know, they got the little brother syndrome, um, which is funny because as much shit as the Knicks get from the 12 Nets fans, they're still a better team right now, and they're still currently in a better spot for the future, in my opinion. Anywho, I watched on ESPN. Um, I feel like I should have watched on MSG. Nothing against... Yeah, I'm not a big Wally fan as, a, as an announcer, but I like, you know... I like Breen, so I wanted to tune into it, but I ended up tuning into uh, Jefferson and Reddick as well. But the Knicks lose to the Warriors. They lost tonight 111-101. to um, Final score, not really indicative of how they played. Um, now, they were in it. You know, it's not indicative, but they were they were in it the entire way by like 10 plus a few more. But they just played terrible basketball all night. Uh, you know, the Warriors are the defending champions. They're off to a very slow start, but they are the champions. They have a very sound team, a very sharp, quick offense. They play defense very well. Uh, the Knicks just terrible all night. They shot terribly. They made way too many turnovers. The defense was very poor. Golden State, Golden State, just does way too much moving for the Knicks to keep up with. Too much cutting. A lot of transition uh, offense, which the Knicks struggle with their transition defense. Quick ball movement in the half court. So many passes around the horn. Pick and rolls everywhere. It just threw the Knicks rotations way off. They couldn't rotate quick enough. They couldn't get out quick enough to the perimeter and close out. The communication wasn't great. We were just leaving guys wide open. We were leaving Curry and Thompson wide open again. I mean, this guy, Tibbs, and his stupid paint protection scheme bothers me, man. Against the Warriors, man. These two guys, Curry and Thompson tonight, they saw open shots like they will never, ever, 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 ever see again against any of the other 30 teams. So why are we doing it? It's so overwhelming to sit here and watch us play this scheme against the two best shooters in NBA history, arguably. Klay Thompson was very hot in the first quarter. The entire Warriors team was hot. They were on fire from three in the first quarter. And not a whole ton changed. I mean, just not much to summarize, honestly, man. It was just pitiful. It was just a pitiful played game for the Knicks. And that was that, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, so this is going to be quick. (laughs) Uh, Thibodeau, I didn't love Thibodeau tonight, honestly. I, I... I didn't like some of the individual matchups tonight. Um, I also, I think it's pathetic that this guy never adjusts and does anything different from his norm regarding the rotation. Just, in, in the, I'm promised nothing on Obi tonight. Don't worry, I'm not going to bitch on that. I, I do that enough, and, and tonight Obi was not good. But it's just like, why? Like, you need a defense, clearly, right? So why couldn't Deuce McBride or Quentin Grimes see action other than in the final two minutes of the game when it was over? 
Like the Knicks clearly needed defense out there. McBride, he's a very good point of attack defensive player. We never see him this year. We never see him. He's a reserve. And he doesn't play. And that's crazy because the Nick defense this season is as bad as it's been for years now. Grimes, I, I guess, is just too hurt to play meaningful minutes. He can only get sporadic minutes every three games or so. Which, it, it, the whole thing there is just so confusing. Is he good? It, it, it. He was supposed to be this untouchable. You're either healthy or you're not. And if you are healthy, then you play. And if you are not healthy, then you don't play. So it's it's my same problem with what the Yankees do a lot. None of this half-in, half-out shit. Pick one or the other. Because the half-shit, the half-and-half garbage frustrates us. Play or don't play. Are you good to go? Cool. Go out there and get your 30 minutes. And if he's not, if you want to ease him in, that's fine. But this isn't even easing him back. Like, easing him back would be, all right, he'll start on 10 minutes restriction, then he'll get 15 minutes restriction, then we'll play him 20, 25 minutes, and then we'll get him full blow. Like, he hasn't been doing that. He's just not playing most of the time, and occasionally he'll get a couple minutes of garbage time play. This was supposed to be the guy who we were supposed to keep in the, from the Mitchell deal. Like, what, what, what's the deal? What is the deal? Pick a side. Speaking of that crap, RJ cannot be out there. If we're going to keep riding this sick excuse, then do not play him. I'm not saying he isn't sick, but do not play him. Otherwise, if he's out there, he is going to be held accountable for playing like rotten trash. Because he has been absolutely terrible lately. Every time R.J. Barrett gets ready to launch a three, I just I move my head to the other side of the court because I know what's going to lead to a transition possession for the other team. And why all of a sudden now, when he's sick, is he deciding to chuck all these jump shots? He's got no legs, no lift. Is that it? He, he doesn't want to drive to the rim. He doesn't have the energy. Then again, do not play. But he's also forcing shots at the rim. He's just wildly throwing up shots. It's like rookie year, RJ. He looks disgusting out there. Disgusting. He's very slow defensively. The backdoor cuts, that's always been an issue for him, right? Ball watching and getting beat. I get that. But now his only semi-strength, which is on the ball defense, has become a weakness. He can't stay in front of his guy. He's getting beat. It's bad right now for R.J. Barrett. If he was sh- even shooting at an average clip this season, I do wonder what the next record would be. You know, they could be pretty pretty, pretty decent shape. But yeah, we just paid this kid. It's year four of his career. You're the number three overall pick. You're supposed to be breaking out by now. But like I said, I don't, I don't think R.J. Barrett's very good. I think he's an okay player. He'll score you 18 to 20 points a night. He'll shoot 40, 45% most nights and just be an above average player. But he's not been good this year. And he's arguably having the worst season of his career 
in the season that he's you know, supposed to break out. Uh, but it wasn't just him. It was it was just a bad offensive night all around for the Knicks. Uh, Brunson did not have it. Uh, 13 points, 2 assists, uh, 2 of 13 shooting. I think he had 4 assists. Uh, but, you know, a rare, rare, rare off game for him. He's been super consistent. Hartenstein, that guy's useless. Uh, overall, the Knicks just not there. Just missing shots, not moving the ball, not being able to generate any kind of open looks. Um, yeah, poor decision making, sloppy passing, uh, shooting down at the rim was uh, just poor decision making there. Gold, the Golden State defense just mauled the Knicks. They were sliding their feet. They were playing so tight on the ball. Guys just couldn't get open. Um, turnovers. I just only 16 assists tonight. Just as many as turnovers we had. We had more free throws made, 32, than field goals made, 30. I mean, if Golden State wasn't so awful at the free throw line, they shot 55% on 20 attempts tonight. The Knicks, who were 32 for 34, 94%, they would have been blown the fuck out by 30-plus points. So, bad. Very bad. Uh, and that's it. I mean, real quick, if you want to go over who wins the, 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 the awards, um... Julius Randle will get a bing bong ball. Bing bong. Yeah, I, I thought Randle played okay. 27, 20.7 rebounds. Um, he shot 7 for 15, 3 of 7 from 3, uh, had 4 turnovers. But he shot well. Wasn't any effective, though, because the Knicks were never really close other than a few moments. You know, they were, you know, they got as close as like 11 and a half. Um, they were down by like 10, 12 points at some points in the second. At eight points after Randall knocked down a three, like mid fourth quarter. Um, yeah, but, you know, not much from, from these guys. And Jericho Sims gets the other bing bong ball off the bench. Bing bong. I don't know. He played good. Um, 10 and 10. 10 boards. 10 points. A double-double with three blocks. Five offensive rebounds. I hope, I really hope, that they start him on Sunday versus DeAndre Ayton. I am I am over this Isaiah Hartenstein guy. I, look, he's, he's a serviceable big, but Sims is young. He's a part of this team's future. Uh, he should be starting. He's produced much more. He plays much better defense, and that's what we need. We need that right now. With our inability to stop dribble penetration, we need a guy down there, and Sims is the guy. Um, but, yes, the the, uh, the Phoenix Suns, they are next, um, and can't say I'm too excited for that game. So it'll probably get worse before it gets better, and that's a shame because the Knicks looked like they had something going. You had two great character wins in the back-to-back sweep, but you're now running into two powerhouses this weekend. So I expect them to lose just as I did tonight. Um, But the thing will be they have to leave this West Coast trip with at least one more win and go three and two. You know, so that means they must take the OKC rematch in Oklahoma early next week uh, to start up a new stretch. 
That's right. I'm already calling tomorrow or Sunday. I'm already calling it a loss. All right. Uh, and they're going to have no Cam Reddish, too, because that, uh, that damn, that kid can't stay healthy. It sucks because I thought he did pretty well on Curry when he was in there. Um, uh, you know, left the game in the second half with a groin injury, and that's the you know, those soft tissue injuries aren't good. Um, it's always injuries. Last year, the same thing. He was just starting to play very well, and then boom, he gets hurt. He's done. Tonight, he scored in double figures, 11 points. Again, for the fourth consecutive game, double figures. Kept playing great defense, and boom, he's hurt. So, but, you know, if it's day-to-day, that's probably the best-case scenario. Um, so who takes the spot on uh, Sunday? I don't know. Is it Fournier? Is he back in? Um, if Grimes gets his spot, I'm almost going to be mad because that's just going to confuse me more. Maybe it's quickly. I think it should be quickly. If Grimes isn't healthy, I maybe we trade for Jay Crowder in his $10 million contract. God, I, I, that made me mad. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, we do need defense, but I just feel like that's going to block Obi further. Um Let's get to the progress reports. Let's just let's just run through these real quick. Um, and before we start with these, just know that these are the one month progress reports, and these grades, um, much like we do when we do the Yankees, are relative to expectation. So they're based off of each player's own expectation. So just because player A may have a higher grade than player B. It doesn't mean that player A is the better player, technically. It just means that he's performing to his expectation um, more than player B is. You know, So if you get anywhere in the A range, that means you're exceeding expectations. If you get anywhere in the B range, it means you're meeting expectation or you're playing slightly better. Um, C range is underwhelming, but you have your moments. Uh, D, pretty bad, and F, atrocious. So we'll start at point guard, starting point guard, and we'll work our way uh, position by position all the way to the end of the bench. Um, And obviously we're only going over guys who play. Um, So the first guy I have on the list here, Jalen Brunson. I gave Jalen Brunson an A-. Averaging 20 points per game. These these stats here on the screen are um, excluding tonight's game. So they shouldn't be too different, obviously. But these uh, I made these graphics earlier. 20 points per game, 4 rebounds, 7 assists. He's shooting 50% from the field, 31% from 3, and 89% at the stripe. A steal a game, 2 turnovers a game, and he's playing 33 minutes. He's played in every game. Yeah, he's been the most consistent Nick on the team. He's been a very efficient point guard and a great teammate. Um, a minus. I think Jalen Brunson has been fantastic. Um, now, RJ Barrett, ignore that grade because I, I changed it last minute and I forgot to save the graphic. Um, I have that as a C minus. Um, and those numbers are probably a lot different because tonight he shot the ball terribly and it's probably under 40% now, but... Heading into the night, 18 points, 5 boards, 3 assists, 40%. 
26% from three and 74% at the line. Uh, one steal, two turnovers across 34 minutes. He's scoring the ball this year. He always scores the ball, but a high volume shooter. You know, he's still struggling to shoot and finish at times. You know, he needs to pick up a defense too. Um, so RJ gets a C minus. Okay, ignore the C plus. He gets a C minus. I don't think he's had a great year at all. I think he's underachieving. Um, Cam Reddish. I give Cam Reddish a B plus. Nine points, two boards, an assist. 46% from the field. 33% from three. 87% from the line. Very efficient slash. One steal, one block, one turnover per game. Very efficient there. 23 minutes. Yeah, I mean, first off, he's defended his way into the starting lineup. His on-ball defense has been great. Um, off the ball, it gets a little iffy at times, but he's now starting to score the ball more too, um, as we mentioned. But hopefully, the injury doesn't take him out long. Um, but he does get a B plus. Julius Randle gets a B, uh, twenty-one nine and three, shooting forty-seven percent, thirty-three percent, and seventy-six percent. Field goal, three-point free throw. Um, one steal, three turnovers, and 33 minutes per game. <clears throat> yeah, he's been a lot better this year on the court and as a teammate. Uh, there are still some things to work on with Julius. Obviously, sometimes it's the turnovers. A lot of times it's the defense, not closing out quick, having trouble on screens. Um, sometimes it's just missing a lot of shots. But overall, he's been solid. I have no big qualms with Julius this year. I think he's in a better spot mentally and that's where it starts. So he gets a B. Um, I'm going to go to the starting center right now. Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, C plus. 7 points, 8 boards. Shooting 54%. 79% from 3. A steal, a block, a turnover across 25 minutes at night. Yeah, he's providing some offense with the floater. Uh, he's a big body who can rebound adequately, uh, but he's not been good on the other end of the floor. He's, he's a slow mover. You put him in a pick and roll. Like I said, it's like putting him in a blender. Um, and, you know, can't really guard the perimeter. Every time he has to guard the perimeter, the dude is getting by him. And he's like, it's like in 2K when you press the square button or, or whatever it is on Xbox. Your guy reaches and he just goes like 10 feet. The other way, that's Harden's theme when he's trying to defend on the perimeter. Lunges, and he just, it's awful. He can't move. He's a tree stump. Um, sorry, I'm not a big fan of him. You have to tell you, he's been okay, but he's not been very great. Let's go to the bench. So he gets a C plus, I say. Um, Emmanuel quickly off the bench gets a C plus. Uh, I think this year, you know, he's improved. Uh, as a solid on-the-ball defender, for sure. Uh, I love his defense. But he's still shooting it very inefficiently, and he's just way too streaky. Nine points, five rebounds. Love the rebounding. Three assists. He's an occasional, you know, occasionally slide over to point guard and play a decent playmaker. Um, 38%, though, from the field. 29% from three. 80% at the line. So he's, he's you know not an efficient player. Um, the three-point shooting has taken a drastic decline. Um, so, C-plus for IQ. Derek Rose. Got three more of these, and then we're done. Derek Rose. Um, 
I gave him a C. Uh, seven points, two rebounds, two assists, 40%, 37% from three, 100% of the line. He's starting to find it lower, you know, before tonight. Oh, he actually had it. I, I think he was okay tonight. I don't really remember. Um, but, you know, he came to this game starting to find it. It's a few strong scoring games. But overall, he still just looks slower out there. Um, and it's just lacking consistency, you know. Um, Obi Toppin, I gave him a B plus because I think for the most part, other than the last two games now, Obi's been excellent. 10 points tonight, 48%, 41% from three. Um, just providing plenty of scoring punch off the bench. He's always been efficient at the rim, but now he's starting to knock down threes. Uh, and the kid needs more minutes. But he's only getting 18 a game. And then last but not least, Jericho Sims. I uh, give him a B plus. Numbers aren't jumping out, but you know, doesn't play a ton of minutes up until lately. But just you know, giving the Knicks this good backup center, great athletic ability, scores above the rim all the time. Unbelievable highlight reels from him. Defending very well for the Knicks this season. He's rebounding well, and he's setting great screens. He can go uh, go out and guard the perimeter if he's tasked to, and he can guard the rim. Um, And then overall, the Knicks, I think I forgot to pull the graphic up on the screen. I don't have it here, but I gave them a B- as a team. Um, Yeah, it, it just feels like... What's the best way to put it? The Knicks. Let's see if I can pull the graphic up. Just give me one sec. Let's see if I can pull it up. Here we go. The Knicks. Um, yeah, let's put it over in. Yeah, I gave him a. Oh, I gave him a C plus. Sorry, not a B minus. I give the Knicks a C plus. They are eight and eight. Uh, the number nine seed, I believe, five games back um, with this with this loss. Yeah, they're playing average basketball, uh, it, but I expected that heading in. You know, I think their roster is very so-so, some talent, but I expected them to be up and down, inconsistent, 500. Um, the offense has taken a, a good step forward. It looks more modern. They are pushing the pace. They're moving the ball. They're shooting more threes. That's 2023 basketball. Um, you know they could. You know, it'd be nice if they could knock down more threes, but that's a different story. Uh, but the defense has been the problem. That has taken leaps back, gigantic leaps backwards. Um, definitely could be worse, but overall, you know. Not terrible. It's just like I feel it feels directionless, right? Like I say, we're not in heaven, uh, but we're certainly not in hell anymore. We're not under Steve Mills and Scott Perry. Uh, we're we're just in the middle. We're in basketball purgatory, right? We're in purgatory, like in lost. Um, yeah, it, it just feels directionless because you're trying to win, 
so you can obviously build a winning culture and, and attract a superstar, but that disgruntled star hasn't been disgruntled yet. We're still waiting on whoever the next one is. Right, so until then, it's going to feel a little weird. Um, but, again, um, you know, uh, this they're doing what I expected. Um, they're doing fine with what they have. Uh, I think a C-plus is fair. I don't think they've been great. I think there are flaws for sure. But overall, you know, they're, they're whatever. They're okay. And they will continue to be okay, I believe, this year. Um, maybe they'll make some small changes, some trades um, to focus more on the youth. But overall, I think they'll continue to be around 500. Nothing significant will happen. <laughs> okay. Not yet. Um, we'll see. Could be worse. So that's that's the way I try to spin it. All right. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. Um, so we'll get to the question of the day when we get back. Stay with us. Be right there. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and I want to go to bed. So let's wrap it up with the trivia question of the day. All right, so for this episode, episode 437, our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day is... 
which team was Eddie Curry traded from when he came to the Knicks in the 2005-06 season? Which team was Eddie Curry traded from when he came to the Knicks in the 2005-06 season? Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. If you get it incorrect, but at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll DM you privately in the next show to let you know the answer. Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. I always appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. I'll see you Sunday, maybe Monday, depending on um, how late. I get the episode of actually Sunday is a 3.30 p.m. game, so it's not going to be another fucking two in the morning podcast. So that's a good thing. All right. So I'll see you Sunday night. Um, that's it. Later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.